0: Hello and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 59, Don't Let Yourself Implode. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E and you can listen to this podcast anywhere you love to listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. When all of us were home, quarantined, I decided to create this podcast using my therapy skills and my journalistic skills, and out came Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I believe we all have these open spaces with inside ourselves that we can fill with positive, healthy, fun coping skills. And that's mostly what this podcast is about, giving you tools to help you through stressors, frustrations, tragedies, and just life's complicated situations. And hopefully now in these 59 episodes, you can find at least one episode that kind of taps at your core. And if you are inclined to listen to more, thank you so much for listening to Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Again, Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Don't let yourself implode. What do you think that means? What vision comes to your head when you hear the word implode or explode? Implode is more what's going on inside of yourself. It's that, in, that explosion within, where an explosion is outwards, like a bomb, like somebody having a temper tantrum. That's an explosion that we can all witness. But imploding is kind of what's going on inside of you, where your heart starts to pound. You start to feel yourself, your jaw clenching. You're frustrated. You're ready to implode inside. And then will it eventually be explode on the outside? I want you to think for a minute. I don't know if any of you have ever played the game of Jenga. Now Jenga's been around for years, and all of a sudden I think it's having a resurgence Um, when you go to hotels that are more like resorts. They have these big, huge Jenga games sitting out for the guests to play with. Um, You see it on TV when you're watching a show and they say, let's have a game night. They're playing Jenga. You start to see a resurgence of Jenga commercials, especially with the holidays coming out. It's a very simplistic game, strictly made out of wood. Now, years ago, and not as popular, was colored wood Jenga pieces. And you'd roll a dice, and depending on what color was on the dice, that would be the color wood brick, wood piece you'd have to pull from Jenga. Nowadays, you mostly just see the plain wood color of Jenga. And the goal is to pull your piece without making the tower fall. So if you're familiar with Jenga or you've seen it, I want you to just kind of envision that Jenga tower for a minute. And if you've played it, then you really have a feel for it. And imagine yourself playing with a group of friends or co-workers um, or family members. And get the feeling of what it's like. Each person takes their turn. It's never a fast turn unless you're a real risk taker and don't really care about the consequences. But you slowly look at the tower. And if you're playing the color Jenga, and let's say you got the color red, so you're trying to find a red piece to pull. Or if it's just the wood, you're trying to find a piece to pull so that the tower is still standing. But yet, You need to be strategic because you're trying to make it even harder for your opponents so that the tower will fall when it's their turn. So you analyze and you think and you look and you kind of look around the room a little and see where everybody's looking. And you finally identify the piece you're going to pull. Your heart's beating a little bit. You might start to breathe a little heavy, maybe feeling self-conscious, because you really are into this, and you don't want the tower to fall. You want to win the game. So you slowly place your hand on that piece of wood and gingerly pull the piece of wood out. Breathing, holding that breath in, waiting till you pull it to make sure the tower stands, and the tower falls. Yes, you heard me, the tower falls. You let out that breath that you've been holding in. And here's the question. What is your reaction? Do you laugh with the group and go, oh, well, and just enjoy the fun of the game? Or do you get frustrated? Do you get irritated? Do you say, I don't want to play this game anymore? Do you throw the pieces? Do you get up and storm away? Do you start to yell? If you did the latter, where you enjoyed the game and laughed at your falling of the tower, then you have a high frustration tolerance level under tense situations. But if you're that person who gets frustrated or irritated or feel like you want to implode or are imploding on the inside and feel like it's about to come out for everybody to see your frustration you have a low frustration tolerance level. Now, frustration comes from things that stop us from accomplishing our goals. So playing this game of Jenga and making the tower fall, you did not accomplish your goal and you became frustrated. Now, none of us are perfect. We all become frustrated in situations. It's just part of human nature. But... It's how we respond to that frustration. And I'm not saying that you have a low frustration tolerance level if sometimes you get irritated. I'm talking about that starting with that implosion inside and then eventually feeling like you're going to explode in front of others. That's a low frustration tolerance level. And it can affect your communication. It can affect your relationships with everybody else. And that's in your immediate world. And it can affect just how you get along with society. I mean, we've all seen those people. And I've kind of been building the past few weeks, I would say, on my podcast with Let's Fight, of this anger management thing that I, I'm seeing happen. Poor anger management. Low frustration tolerance level. And that's why I've slowly been building on this idea, because I want to implant the notion in your mind. Start to notice, how do you respond to anger? How do you respond to frustration? I want you to really think, be honest with yourself. Now, the game of Jenga seems simplistic but it's really a task on frustration tolerance level. Especially if the game is getting down to the nitty gritty and you're the one who knocks the tower over. It's a simple game made out of wood, but it is used as a therapeutic skill if you see that you are unable to control yourself when the tower falls. Or do you talk to yourself and say horrible things to yourself with that self-talk? You're stupid. You idiot. You should have taken more time. You're so dumb. What do you do when you're frustrated? Be real with yourself. If any of you are listening to me and say, I don't get frustrating, I call bull. We all get frustrated. We get frustrated just driving in our cars in traffic. Do you stick the middle finger up at somebody who cuts you off on the road or you just mumble under your breath and keep going? How do you respond? How do you react when people are rude to you, when people start to push your buttons? How do you react? What do you do? Don't let yourself implode is your ultimate goal. You can express frustration without imploding. You can use it through your words, like we talked in Let's Fight in episode 58. You can can use it through your body language, but still express your frustration. Especially if you're communicating with somebody and you're at an impasse, and you're trying to explain to them your perspective and your side, and they just can't see it. Do you blow up? Do you walk out? Do you say, forget it, it's never going to work? Or do you try to work through it? Here's a next term I'm going to throw out at you. Triggers. Triggers are what we use. What stimulates us to explode or to implode? Triggers can be person, places, or things. They can be situations. They can be an unwanted emotion that somebody is giving towards us. It can be responding to certain behaviors. When you see people do certain things, is it a trigger? Triggers are what sets you off there what starts you go going into that implosion and then explosion what are your triggers are you aware of them cuz if you are well that's one top way we're going to talk about it and if you're not how to start to identify them let's start if you know your triggers okay then what do you do you Know it's a trigger. Let's talk about a specific situation. Don't walk into that situation. If you know it's a trigger, walk away from it. Come back to it when you know you can be calm and talk about it. Don't put yourself in precarious positions. Have you ever had an invitation to something and you have social anxiety and you're invited to a get-together? But you know that somebody's there that you really don't get along with. And it's a small group gathering. So you already have this social anxiety about going to gatherings. And this person is going to be there. Do you go? Do you build yourself up, try to cope with the social anxiety and go? Knowing that every time you're in that person's presence, they trigger you. Maybe you shouldn't go then. That's what I'm talking about. If you know what your triggers are, express to the host why you're not coming. Be honest and open. Being honest and open about what triggers you is so healthy. It's so productive in you moving forward, in dealing with those times that we get triggered unexpectedly and how you cope. Now, If you really don't know what your triggers are, you need to start to look at the people, the places, the things, the situations, the events, the emotions in your past when you've imploded or when you've exploded. And make a list. And you may have to go back. Maybe you don't implode very often, but when you do, it's huge. It's explosive. You may have to go back a year or two to really think about the pattern of your triggers. But make a list of what these triggers are. That's your first step in coping with a low frustration tolerance level, is to identify in the past what triggers do you have. Did any come to mind as I was talking? What triggers you? For me, example, I get frustrated when I'm in a conversation with someone. And they're not maintaining eye contact. And I know they're not listening based on their body language. They're looking around. They're fumbling with their phone. Because I'm a communicator, it frustrates me. And sometimes I'll take a deep breath say, okay, but if it's somebody who's been doing this to me repetitively, I may verbally say something. I may come off frustrated and irritated. That's a trigger for me. As a communicator, that's a big thing for me personally. We hear about road rage all the time, right? I talked about before, if someone cuts you off, do you flip them the middle finger? We've all seen these people and their reaction to something we may have done on the road. And you look at them and they're screaming at you and they're yelling at you and you see and you look and this person has a low frustration tolerance level. I'll give you another example, not of myself, but of what I witnessed. I pulled into a parking lot I was in my car in front of the store. There was a car in front of me, just sitting there, waiting to turn left. Well, there was a few cars that were pulling out of their spots that they were waiting for. So I slowly went around them, because you could tell that it was going to take at least a minute for these cars to pull out for this car to make the left turn. So I went around this car, and she started to follow me. And so I got a little nervous because I see her in my rearview mirror with her hands going. And So I decide to turn into the next uh, lane to go park or to get away from her. I don't even know. I was getting nervous. And she goes in front of me. And as she passes me, she's yelling at me. And the hands are flying. And I got so nervous because in today's explosive world, people are so unpredictable. I left. I didn't even go to that store because she was going in the same store I was. She has a low frustration tolerance level. She got mad at something that obviously is a trigger for her, but I was doing very appropriately. The point of the story is we never know what someone's triggers are. We may witness someone imploding and exploding. How do we respond? My response there is I saw... That she was going to come after me because she was waiting to see where I parked and she started, continued to follow me. And then as she realized I was just going to leave the whole complex altogether, she left me alone. But I saw a potential due to somebody else is imploding and then exploding with the hands and the words rolling down her window and yelling at me that I needed to leave because this person didn't seem rational. So I'm giving you the other perspective when you're on the side of someone who's been triggered by something you have no idea what, and they're exploding, even first start to implode and then explode on you. So there's two different perspectives and how do you handle it? So let's start again with the car situation. I left. I saw there was nothing positive that was going to come from that. If she started to yell at me, I would have gotten nervous. I don't even know what I would have done. I've never had anybody do that to me before. And so I fled. I was in a Publix once and saw a friend of mine. And she was helping this woman who was being yelled at by a man. And what happened was, is as the man walked by, you know how in the middle of the aisle they'll stack a certain product to try to get you to buy it? The man walked by and he knocked it all down. And so this other woman said, don't you think you should pick it up? Well, my friend was standing there and witnessed all this. And the man went off on the woman. In comes me, because my friend is there and I'm getting concerned. I hear this man yelling at this woman and when I say yelling he called her fat he called her all these names she was imploding she had an explosive personality also and was starting to talk back and so I was trying to use my therapeutic skills by saying don't listen to him walk away from him if you keep talking back he's going to keep coming after him you walk away from him she said a few more things he just went off angrily and I stayed a mi- like a minute or two after and said you know listen she's like yelling kind of yelling back at me I'm a strong woman I could handle him and I said yes but you need to know when you're not being able to identify when you're not dealing with somebody rational No matter how much we all want to win the fight, if you're dealing with irrational, walk away. Walk away. If someone implodes and then explodes and you've been around them before and you know if you just maybe sit there quietly, let them calm down, let their heart rate slow down, their breathing become normal, and then talk to them and you know that they'll listen to you, then fine. But in the world, when we see someone with that low frustration tolerance level, and they begin to implode and then explode, walk away. It could be dangerous. We've all seen these these anger bursts from people that we've never seen before. Things that people kept in, and maybe they went home angrily, and, and maybe they threw things at home, but they didn't show it outwardly in public, and they are now. It's becoming more prevalent. We need to be more aware of our surroundings and who we're dealing with. You know, we all like to be onlookers, and that's kind of what I was when I first walked up to this public situation because my friend was standing there, and then I hear this, and I realize that I have to do some intervention here to protect this woman who wanted to show that a man couldn't talk to her that way, and I get it, but that man, I could tell, had some psychiatric issues, and there really was going to be no reasoning. All right, so we've talked about when we see others with low frustration tolerance level. Let's talk about you. Have you thought about that list? If you haven't, do it. Don't be in denial, we all have triggers. It's just the way we work. After you make the list, identify your biggest top three triggers and focus there first, because if you do have an extensive list, at least up to 10 triggers, it could be a little overwhelming to look at it. So just identify the three that are your biggest and focus on those to begin with. Your next step is really just to focus on a strategy. When you are triggered by that person, place, or thing, emotion, event, how are you gonna handle it next time? Your goal is to not implode, but how are you gonna handle it? So for each, jot down at least one way, one coping skill, that you're going to utilize with that trigger to keep your frustration tolerance level high, not low, to cope, to handle it appropriately. And then if it's a trigger that you know you can't avoid, remember we talked about avoiding certain situations, if it's something you can't avoid, Maybe you haven't talked to a family member in years and you have to go to your sister's wedding and that person is going to be there. How are you going to handle it if it's unavoidable? You're not going to not go to your sister's wedding. So you've got to have a plan in your pocket of how to handle the triggers. So with the implosion, your first line of attack is to think, as you feel yourself getting revved up, what is your body telling you? What are you starting to feel as your frustration tolerance level is low and you feel it building and you feel you're not going to handle this appropriately? What is your body telling you? That is one of your first coping skills. Then think to yourself, What would happen right now if I just didn't let these feelings take over me like I normally have? What if I just choose to stop, to breathe, to take a moment to calm down? What will happen? Well, you're separating yourself for a moment from the situation. You're making yourself think more clearly, breathe more clearly. That's another coping skill. Maybe use the, I've talked about it in season one, the emotions chart. Pull it up, print it out. Use that to identify what emotions in that particular triggering event were you feeling. So that when you're in the next situation like that and you start to have those emotions come up, you know it's time to pull out some of those coping skills. Like breathing, it's basic. I know, you all know, take deep breaths in, take deep breaths out. But getting that flow of oxygen to the brain cells, number one, your serotonin levels increase and your endorphins increase. That's mood elevators. Meaning it's taking you out of that angry feeling and elevating your mood to a more positive level. So then you can deal with that trigger appropriately. Don't avoid the trigger 100%. If you need to walk away from someone, you still may in the future need to address those issues. So just if a coping skill is walking away for you, that's great, but you do need to make a plan to still address what that issue is just close your eyes for a minute. When you close your eyes, it takes you out of that scene just for a few seconds. It lets you focus internally again on what's going on with yourself. And when you feel like you're about, you've got that implosion going on and you're ready to let it rip externally Is your behavior really exhibit who you want to be, with your morals and your values? You really have to think about, is that who I want to be? Is that who I want people to see me as? And will you regret, in the end, how you acted? Regret is such a heavy burden. Is it really worth it to explode on somebody? And then have to deal with the consequences. These are all things that you have to start to consider when you're dealing with what your triggers are. Another great coping skill, and I use it all the time. Listen, social media can be brutal. Let's be honest. Especially if you're politically oriented. It can be quite brutal. The name calling. We've talked about this. So a technique that I use, because again, I find social media to be brutal, even it doesn't matter what topic it is, they want to do something, a change in your neighborhood that not everybody agrees with, and you start to read all the comments, and you feel yourself getting angry. Now, this usually happens to me late at night when I can't sleep, and I'll be reading something, and I'm so frustrated what I'm reading now I'd say at least four or five years ago I'd read it and I comment because I was revved up my frustration tolerance was low at that moment I was sleepy I couldn't fall asleep I was already frustrated I read this and I just go back on that person what did I get from it they come back at me I'm so frustrated back and forth and back and forth Because they're just like me right now. They're frustrated. They're tired if they're doing this at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And where are we getting? Nowhere. So my new rule, it's been for about a couple years now actually, that's my coping skill is no matter what time of day it is, when I read something on social media that angers me, that I'm passionate about, but that I'm so frustrated, I wait 24 hours. And if I'm still bothered by it, then I comment. However, over those 24 hours, I've processed, I'm not spontaneous, I'm just not answering something at the drop of a hat quickly without really thinking about it. And usually when I wait those 24 hours, I'm more rational, I don't even want to respond to that person anymore. And if I do, it's calm. It's thought through. It gets my point across without them getting that feeling, me getting that feeling like I want to implode from them. So that's a coping skill. I can't avoid social media. My business is with social media, the podcast, the Instagram, the Facebook. So I'm on it all the time. And so that was my way of Raising my frustration tolerance level. And so now whenever I read something, and sometimes I might find myself typing, but that little voice in my head says, erase it, come back in 24 hours. Sometimes I even forget about it and don't even go back. I mean, I realized that in that sleeplessness that I was in, I wasn't quite rational in my thought process either because I was overtired. And you can do that also with people in your life. In work, if you feel like you're going to just go off on somebody, walk away, give it 24 hours to process, to settle in your brain. And if you still feel convicted, conviction, excuse me, in your thoughts towards that situation at work, you can go back and you can express yourself appropriately and get that point across. Because when you explode, people don't listen. People don't want to listen. They just want to walk away from you. So keep this in mind with your frustration tolerance level. We're all going to be high with our frustration sometimes and low. And what are your triggers? What makes you ultimately so frustrated? I don't like people to tell me what to do. If it's somebody I've told over and over again, Please don't dictate to me something I know how to do. Don't correct me unless you feel that I'm making a mistake. I express that to that person. Some people are very critical and the relationship might be important, but if that critical nature of theirs is going to have you pull away, that's sad because the relationship was important to you. So it's all about communication. It's all about what you are feeling inside of you. How can you control it? What makes you feel that point that you are imploding inside and about to explode on others? It's coping skills. It's those wide open spaces that I talked about to fill with healthy things, healthy coping skills. We all want to improve on ourselves. Nobody is perfect I'm always improving myself, my family members, my children. I encourage people to want to improve on themselves, to work on things, maybe change things, not do things the way they used to do do it. How can they cope? If you say that you don't need to improve on things, well, I beg to differ. There's nothing we do perfectly. There's nothing that cannot be changed or tweaked in our communication, in the way we handle others. We're always evolving. Until the day we close our eyes and take our last breath, I believe we always learn, we can change, and we can always be better until that point. We're evolving. Evolve with me. Listen to my podcasts. Evolve into being who you want to be. Or maybe you are who you want to be, just a better version of it. And if you're struggling, well, then start to use these skills to build yourself up, to be a better communicator, to be less frustrated, to not explode, and to most importantly, implode. So go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. The weather's great, enjoy it outside. Remember, positive thoughts. Always create positive energy. I hope you could feel that from me today. And go and pop those earbuds in and listen to one of my 59 podcasts. Until next week, my friends. Ciao.